0: Who is your mentor? Don't have one? That's okay. We're going to talk about in this episode how to find a right mentor and why mentorship is so important in the life of the church. And, you know, it's very good timing. God is good. Very blessed timing. We just this week had the Feast of the Conversion of St. Paul, right, who was mentored in Scripture by Barnabas. But then the next day we just had the Feast of Saints Timothy and Titus, which is awesome because they were mentored by St. Paul. And they went on to mentor others. So we have this example in the church, in the history of the church, we see that Christ mentored Peter and the apostles um, as he was beginning to walk with them and reveal who he was. So Dan, why do you think mentorship is so important in the life of the church?
1: That's the model Jesus gave us, which means I think that's just the way human beings are. We uh, we need, uh, or I don't know if we need it, yeah. we, we love community, we grow in community and mentorship is the it's an example of just the smallest community of two like a people. micro community yeah and so that's the smallest expression of the church if we take that idea that we're two or three gathered in my name there i am in your midst and mm-hmm. so um i mean jesus did it and i think he it's just how it's how people learn we share with one another we, we look up to one another so uh, christianity isn't it's it's not foreign to humanity it takes it, it's it just fits with humanity
0: yeah, absolutely. And um, yeah, I think we're, we're just made for mentorship. It happens in the home through the domestic church organically. Um, but, uh, you know, we always need someone to, to help show us the way. So, you know, I think sometimes, though, it's kind of awkward. We're like, that that sounds great, but how do I find a mentor? Well, I wanted to start there, Dan. So let's spend a little time talking about what makes for a, a great mentor. So I thought, why don't we share some personal experience of that? So, Dan, who was a great mentor to you in your Christian faith and why, what made them such a great mentor? And maybe they're still a mentor to this day to you.
1: Yeah. So a, a lay person who was my campus minister in college was a great uh, mentor. He has since become a priest. Um, but f- through my four years of knowing him, he was a lay person and he challenged me. Yeah. Um, but before he challenged me, he developed a relationship and developed trust. So I mean, we spent a ton of time together. Yeah. Um, and he just invested in me and um, we became friends. And I th- that was how I learned to trust him. Um, and yet he didn't he didn't try to present himself as a guru or as a teacher or as a know-it-all. Actually, very, very much the opposite. Like he stayed away from being kind of like the teacher of the catechist, and he was happier to be just that, that person who walked with me. And he, he certainly one-on-one would, uh, would challenge me to greater, really uh, like uh, giving more and more of my life to Christ. And he would challenge me to think about my assumptions and my presuppositions. Um, those are the things that that come to mind for that particular person.
0: Yeah, no, my experience was similar. So it was in college and right before my senior year, I had this big conversion. I didn't know what to do. You know, so I just emailed a couple people and said, I, I know I want to try to walk with God, whatever that means. When I return, I was so nervous. I was going to live in my frat house again. I'm like, how is this going to work out? And God provided the perfect mentor. And, you know, he met with me for a year every week and more than once a week because we just became buddies. You know, we still are. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we were in each other's weddings. But the thing about when I think about our time together was gentleness you know he walked mm. at a pace I could walk however and this relates to our last episode we talked about accountability he kept nudging me closer to god and he kept challenging me new things he would bring into my world but they were things i didn't know existed like how to pray with scripture how to memorize scripture you know so he was introducing things to my world i didn't know existed because he had walked down this path ahead of me and i think that's part of the role of the mentor is you you see someone that's a little bit behind you on the path. I don't, by, by behind, I don't mean like ranking or anything. They're just on life's journey or what have you. So you can show them things they don't know will be coming that they should consider without coming down on them, without overburdening them at a pace they can handle that's still challenging them. Because everyone wants to be challenged a little bit and grow. Nobody wants to just stagnate, especially if you're walking with Christ. He's going to keep calling you to grow. He don't want you to stay in the same place, Dan.
1: Right, right. Um, I loved when you introduced this, I loved the, just the, the comparison of the way like St. Paul experienced this. He was mentored and he mentored others, um, as a model for us. Like like there's, we've, we've never arrived. Like, so here Paul is, he's writing letters to the whole church. These become scripture. Like he's writing the Bible.
0: So we're all get to be mentored by St. Paul. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um,
1: And he was getting mentored as he was, as he was living that. And that's, it was just a good reminder. Like we've never arrived. Arrived.
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, we won't get into, you know, each of these relationships, but we all need, you know, these three levels. So we have the person in front of us. So that was Barnabas mentoring St. Paul. Okay. But then you need your brother that's your companion in the journey. You know, for me, that's really you. And uh, one other great friend I made in Texas, the Christian brothers that I walk with. So for St. Paul, that was Silas. But then we have a responsibility to help the next man up, you know, so for for Paul, the clearest examples are, as we mentioned, Timothy and Titus. But um, you know, so Dan, why do you think each of those levels is important? Or why do we need someone kind of on a parallel path with us?
1: So I would say, um, one, they reflect the growth of the church. Like that's how the that's how the church is going to grow. So Jesus invited us to 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 walk with Him. He is is ultimately like our the master mentor he's the one we learn from um, but yeah. there are people there's always going to be people who are further along in their journey than us and there's always going to be people who are newer in their journey and may want to learn with us and then we've got those brothers and sisters who are right there along alongside us in maturity and so we walk and journey with them and that's friendship i mean really what that is hopefully that's a, that's Just those friendship. are lifelong friendships You're right. where people uh people grow and, and witness, they grow together, they witness to each other together and, and are perpetually evangelizing themselves. Um, I think that's, I mean, that reflects the family and the church is a family and that's, that's how families live and grow. And so I've, um, you know, bigger families aren't the norm anymore. I happen to, to be from a bigger family and I love it. And so I have, I have seven siblings and they're spread out over about 23 years. And so I've got older siblings who, who have lived a lot more than me and then I have younger siblings who are still in college. And I find myself in, in this middle position where, um, my older siblings well, will evangelize me or they'll, they'll mentor me and they can help me. And then, um, I have the opportunity to, uh, when they want it, right. You don't want to force us on it, but yeah. to, to be that for my younger siblings. And I love yeah. that opportunity. It's really, yeah. really delightful. And so I think that's I mean, the the domestic church is kind of the smallest unit of the church. And so the the larger church as a whole looks like that, too.
0: Yeah, it's funny. You know, as we're talking about this, I didn't expect it to go this route, but it's true. The domestic church is the first place this is all happening. You know, a a big part of parenting is mentorship. You still have that authority role, but mentorship. Um, And just look at our logo, the road to Emmaus, right? I mean, look at the apostles. You know, they were in clusters, right? Saints come in clusters. So they were walking with our Lord because you need someone, too, to discuss, bounce things off, share similar experiences, help you see you're not so crazy when you think you are, you know, help you walk that journey. But, um, Dan, what I'd like to do next is so I've written a few attributes I think make a great mentor. I know there's been lots of books about mentorship. okay, but this I say are some things for Christian mentorship, helping someone grow in the faith. Think about someone just coming through RCIA, maybe, or someone in your in your family that you want to help grow closer to our Lord. Okay, so. Let's go through these qualities. You tell me what you think of them. The first one I would say is encouragement, encouragement, okay? This should mark your relationship. Every time you meet with your mentor, right, while there will be that challenge, it should be like balm and not burden, right? It should be helpful and not someone making you feel defeated. What do you think about that, Dan?
1: I agree. I'm so glad you you kind of gave an antonym there that we could go with, like this should be this and not this. Yeah, because um, that kind of draws a nice little line around what we mean by, by that. Yeah, I can get on board with that one.
0: OK, number two, compassion. If we read the words St. Paul used when he's writing Timothy and Titus, I encourage you all to read them. Titus is short, but beautiful, folks, if you don't got a lot of time. But the love he has for them and the empathy he has for me, he knows their families we need to be compassionate mentors and search for mentors that we know will give us that kind of love. What do you think about that one,
1: Dan? Yeah, I agree. Um, not too
0: contentious, right? Yeah. No, no, I don't think. It, yeah, <laughs> you're not gonna,
1: you're not gonna have anybody take issue with that one.
0: Okay, number three. This is the quality of the relationship we talked about earlier. Gentle accountability. So, you are someone that is like a coach you can sh- give them expectations, you know, things they can strive for, but it needs to be a gentle accountability. Uh, what do you think about that, Dan?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And the, the, the word gentle kind of, again, draws a nice little fence around what we mean by that. Cause you could go pretty hardcore with that. Um, you know, you could like, I, I'm, I'm imagining yeah. like somebody who's a diet ac- accountability partner like, oh, yeah, showing yeah, up yeah. at your house and throwing away your snack food. That's like right. I don't, That's not what we're asking.
0: Not, for. <laughs> no, That wouldn't yeah. work for me, man. You know, that's one area I struggle with, but uh, you know, I got like, when you're, when you have that uh, gentleness with me about, you know, the other day you suggested a, a diet. I've actually been really implementing it since we talked about it, oh cool you know, but that gentleness is just so key, especially in today's culture. Everyone's so overburdened with, they want to be so great at work or earning degrees, reading books, exercise. When it comes to mentorship, let that be at least one place where there's that gentleness to help them without overburdening them, you yeah, know? For sure. Okay. Yeah, that's a good one. Okay. Fourth quality of a good mentor, they have the availability for it. I think nothing's worse than when a mentee gets all excited, you know, they're looking for this mentor and then they just don't, don't have the time, you know, they can't think about the mentee, pray for them and even plan for those meetings with their mentee, because you kind of need to plan going Mm -hmm. into this stuff where you want to take this person Yeah, Yeah. in dialogue with God, of course, you're praying for them as you go.
1: That one, you know, that's not necessarily like the most important one on this list but it probably is the most foundational. Like if you, you know, it's like when we're when you're talking about who would be a good, um, you know, you're recruiting somebody for a, a small group or you're not recruiting, but you're inviting people into a small group. Like the, the family that just gave birth to triplets, like now's not the time for them, right? They're not available and that's not a bad thing. <laughs> it's just now's not the time for them. Um, and I would say similar with this, like the, you know, people have to have the time for it. And if they don't, that's not a bad thing. We just need to be realistic about it so that we don't set people's expectations and then, uh, you know, let them down.
0: Yeah, no, I, I I agree. Like mode of life, like where you're at in life and the kind of mentor you need. You know, so recently I was uh, struggling finding a spiritual director and I was upset about this at first. But then I realized God actually placed this great mentor in my life right now. And I said, you know what? Maybe God is that's what he wants me to have. right. Now. I need a mentor. I need a man who's walked this path before me. Okay. Yeah. So that that was just, you know, it was a big light bulb moment for me. So, you know, I think one more quality I'd like to add is a, a mentor, you know, needs to have been where that person has been. Right. A mentor. You can't come in and mentor somebody that uh, you can't relate to. Right. So I'll just share a little story. I was I was looking for a, a mentor recently. I need I knew I needed one. Right. And then I was at a men's conference. I met this guy who was just had his act together, man, like had raised a faithful family, had been in ministry longer than me. You know, and I think I'm so like, I think I've made these sacrifices sometimes, but this guy had made bigger ones. And the big thing that stuck out to me, though, is I needed help getting better physically, more physically fit. This guy was waking up three thirty four in the morning to run uh, stair- stairs stairs. Before our conferences, I'm like, who is this crazy person? How did he get to this point? So I just sat wow. out and asked him, Dan. We were sitting together. Dan was like, and we had a Holy Spirit moment because he showed me his phone with his family. They were taking a picture in Disney. I was like, I'm from Orlando. So I was like, Will you be my mentor? And at first, he was like, Because uh, he wasn't expecting. He was like, Let me think about that. After a, a, a month, <laughs> after, I, know, I was like, Just will you be my mentor? I need a mentor. Come on, man right um, he had also just like given a workshop on mentorship so i was like hey man this guy says no to me it's like come on man you just gave this workshop yeah so after, yeah, yeah after some texts after we both got to where we live eventually that's happened you know he's my mentor and I, i'm just so grateful that's but awesome, waiting man. about that quality dan you kind of you need to be where that person's been
1: um yeah i and i i think that's probably broadly,
0: Broad, true, that's, yeah. broadly. i might
1: be the least like picky about that one yeah and that you know like how specific does it have to be like, well, okay, are you a redhead who's the fifth of eight Oh, kids no, no, not that, like, but
0: like spiritually or, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Because you can yeah. have a great mentor that, that has another vocation than you, you know, they could be a right. priest or religious, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. But the, yeah, human experience is universal enough that to have gone through some things, you will be able to understand what other people have gone through. So yeah, I'm with you on that one.
0: Yeah. OK, so like one, one more thing I just add, and I think we've already kind of hit on it. But I think if, if you if you are looking for a mentor or a mentee, an additional quality is just discernment, you know, um, really be praying about it and not just dive right in. Because this is this is a commitment, you know, for both parties. Mm-hmm. Um, it takes time, like we've said, Dan. So so, you know, that would be my last maybe it's not a quality, but but a word of caution is to discern it. Cause while we might want to mentor so quickly or so badly to wait for the right one, because if you, I've been a part of that too, when you get in the relationship and you try to get that going, but it wasn't the right fit, it's just kind of discouraging, but you can learn from that too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you on that. Okay.
0: Okay. Great. Those are good so,
1: qualities. Can you review those? Yes.
0: Yeah, so we talked about um encouragement. So they're kind of marks of the relationship, but this relationship between mentor and mentee should be encouraging, balm and not burden. There should be compassion and love and empathy. Understand the particulars of the person. For example, if this person wants to grow spiritually, you know, and and they struggle with anxiety or what have you, to just be understanding of that and and just work on their timeline. Um, Third is gentle accountability. Um, So nudging them, but not overwhelming them. Uh, Fourth, availability. And then the last one was having had some more, you know, life experience or spiritual growth, you know, having that human experience that you've gone a little bit before them. So you have something to speak to. Yeah. Gotcha. Cool. Thanks. I like it. Okay, great. So so Dan, I gave my story, but how do you find a mentor? How did you get mentors in your life? How did it happen?
1: That's a great man. Um, (laughs) When I think of the kind of the the informal mentors. So. But this actually probably is more of a formal mentor, my confirmation sponsor. Um, I I'm thought you so, talked about this one. Oh my gosh, I'm so he happy talked about them before. You know, I was so I was probably like, this was tw- like 25 years ago, and I had known this guy for a couple years already. He was my one of my parents' good friends, um, and I was lucky. Not everybody has this. That I had there were multiple adult men in my life who were practicing the faith and who were just good dads and they were doing a good job of providing for their family. And they just, I mean, they, they were just like hard working guys who loved having fun too. Yeah. And, um, I'm so grateful that I, that I have those around me because not everybody does. And so that made it a little easier for me. So in addition to my own father, who I love is in a, in a, is a great example, um, in so many ways, especially in the faith, especially in work, right. I think, especially in, in like, um, loving his kids. Um, I've got these other men, so my confirmation sponsor, Chris, uh, and then just some other folks really came into my life in college. There were a few more, um, you know, part of it is probably the, when you're, you know, if you're swimming, you're going to feel the water. So your environment changes, right? Like you're always going to experience your environment. Um, if you if you don't have mentors around you, maybe that means that your environment isn't one that's conducive to finding mentors. So I'm not saying it's the wrong environment. I just you know if you're like it could just be harder to find them based on where you are. But that just means when you find that right one, like ask that person. Be deliberate about
0: it. Um, that would that's
1: kind of my take. I don't know what do you th- what do you say?
0: Yeah, you know, it kind of happens oftentimes organically, you don't realize it, but there's been other times where you, you know you need to find one. So I encourage you to just be bold. If you're looking for a mentor right now, pray for one, look for one. If you feel like you're in a place, you, you feel like you might want to mentor someone else to ask God to bring that person into your life. Um, because, um, gosh, it's just been, I mean, you're right, Dan. I mean, you know, I think all of us, I'm sure our listeners too, look back on your life, mentors you've had, it's overwhelming, you know, the the blessings that have that have come through that.
1: Mm-hmm. So,
0: um, and I, and I think sometimes too, just to caveat what you said, I, you know, sometimes there's a lot, but, but all, sometimes there's not many, you know, there's a time in my life where I was just out of college and I was struggling, man. My first job is hard, but God gave me one good friend and one good mentor during that time. And looking back, I'm so grateful. And I'm still in touch with the mentor, you know, and it's just amazing. So, so don't be discouraged too. If, if, There's just one person or two in your life right now. That's exactly who God wants you to have to get you through whatever you're going through. You know? Yeah. I
1: I like that. It makes sense to me.
0: So um, just some closing thoughts here. Um, You know, how do you find a mentor? Well, just look for one. Be bold. If it's awkward, don't worry about it. It's not common in our culture. Yeah, um, it is common though wouldn't you say Dan in a lot of companies there's like assigned mentors but in life you don't get an assigned mentor so it might yeah. feel a little awkward
1: As, choosing your own mentors is probably better than getting an assigned mentor
0: Amen. although I will
1: say my first year teaching I had assigned a mentor Jackie and Jackie was absolutely delightful and I'm very grateful for the way she she walked with me uh, you don't always get that lucky um, you, you know the thought comes to mind like if you if you're looking for a mentor like be around the kind of people you want to be your mentor that's probably the 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 best yes. like one of the most you know you, you said you're looking for right. a guy who's who would help you stay in shape and get fit like go to the gym yeah there you go like you know if <laughs> go to the gym and go to church and and, and ask the person who you see in both places
0: amen <laughs> hey, hey Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's key. You know, so mentorship, go where you can find the people you're looking for. Right. Don't be bold and ask. When it comes to finding a mentee, I think that's more of a gift you are given when you're ready. So don't don't stretch. Don't push it. Don't overdo it. But just Mm -hmm. wait. And, and, And God will show you. It's like, hey, see that? See that guy over there? He could use your help. So just docility to the spirit, man. Yeah. And
1: it doesn't, I don't think you need to, to walk up to people and say like, Hey, I would like to be your mentor or <laughs> would you like to be my mentee? But instead, um, I mean, just ask, you know, like, sorry, man, I mean, I kind of in... did
0: that well, The guy. I'm kind of walking around. I'm yeah. Like, yeah. Man, but, I mean, you, the the, but, yeah,
1: but he gave a talk on being a mentor. So that's a little different than, you know, just walking up to a stranger, but, you know, let's say yeah. you have kind of a casual relationship with somebody, Yeah. um, what I might do is not not necessarily thinking I should be a mentor, but, yeah. um, you know, in conversation be like, hey, is there anything I can help with? You know, I was, I was on the phone with somebody yesterday, actually, and we were talking about something else. Yeah. Um, and when we were, I was actually asking a favor of this person professionally. And um, when we finished that conversation, I said, what about you? Is there anything I can help you with? And the person nice. breathed a sigh of relief and was like, oh, my goodness, you know what? Yeah, if you could do this for me, and that you know, it's that's a slower approach. That's awesome. But it, you know, it might be the kind of thing where, like, maybe you're not supposed to be their mentor. Maybe you're just supposed to do them a, a favor. But yeah. then maybe after you do that, they realize, like, you know what? I don't really know how to do the thing that you just did for me. Could you show me how to do that? And so you said, Justin, like, you should have a plan. You should take them somewhere. Maybe that's all you need to do. Like, I happen to really enjoy public speaking. And I also really enjoy helping other people get comfortable at public speaking. And I've done that several times and love it. And like, does that, does that mean I'm like a mentor? I mean, we're talking about faith mentors, but like I, you know, I would be very happy to help somebody do that and then, you know, shake hands and never talk to them about it again. Mm -hmm. Um, We're talking about a little bit different relationship here.
0: Well, but I think an important point you mentioned is we don't know how long these people will be in our lives and we have to embrace Mm -hmm. whatever God gives us. It might be one sit down that helped them get somewhere. It might be years. It could be a lifetime. So I think the key to all this folks, just like so many, so many things we try to discuss on this podcast be available to the Holy spirit, be ready to be used by him, but um, you know, be open to mentors and mentee folks. It's, it's key to the life of the church. It's how we grow in discipleship. So encourage you all out there, you know, find a mentor, pray for a mentee. All these things start with prayer, and uh, God will bless those relationships. And um, why don't we close by asking for the intercession of St. Paul, pray for us. St. Timothy and Titus, pray
1: pray for for us. us. God bless.